What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the smoking section. I'm your host, KJ, and on today's episode, I'm joined by a member of the review team, a master of rosin, you might say, and the one, the only, 716 Auto Grower. What's up, man? How's it going today? Oh, not too much. It's about how you doing. Just about to do a fucking dab here, actually. Can't put it on the right foot, right? That's right. That's right. Way to start it off. I'm about to do the same thing. Uh, we were talking a little earlier, and you were asking about my rig. I've actually got a uh, little electric wireless uh, e-nail, uh, high oh. fives. It's like a water bong, and you can choose your temperature and all that good stuff. Damn, yet to invest in uh, one of the e-nails so far. I've definitely thought about it, but I've been doing more of the uh, cold start. You ever give that a try? Um, I've got one, I've got like the plug-in e-nail and I've got an old school dab, but that's about it. Like that and this wireless one that I picked up from the head shop. We do, uh, I do. So you put your dabs in right in your banger after it's hot, correct? Uh, either way. I mean, I'll, I'll, I can do it cold or hot. It doesn't really matter. I'll just, sometimes I'll drop it in there. Sometimes I'll wait till it's hot. It's definitely easier when it's hot, but... But I can choose a specific temperature if I want like 436 degrees, I can set it exactly. And it'll get to that exactly at the same time, the same tap all the time. Right. Yeah, no, I pressed uh, my rosin press. I got a nug smasher. I pressed some some of the runts that I harvested a few weeks ago. Came out beautiful, blonde color, super soft, just pretty stuff. Smells amazing. It's really strong, too. As soon as this thing gets up to temperature, I'm about to hit it as well. What about you? What you smoking on today? Dude, I just tried some of my sour apple jelly from Humboldt that I pressed myself to really impress with this one. Like, great. I'll tell you what. This is the first one I've actually pressed and everything where I was like, I was impressed at how much the flavor profile came through compared to the name. You know what I mean? You get these names sometimes and you're like, oh, I kind of get a little hint of it. But this, the mint really... And the apple really came through nice on this one. Um, definitely recommend it if anybody's looking to press. It came, like, in a great return. I think it was, like, 19% on flower rosin for me, which that's that's pretty good for an auto. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. You said that's uh, from Humboldt? Humboldt, yes. It was actually a freebie I got from North Atlantic when I bought the sour apple jelly. And I ran this one first because I wanted to give it a try and... Dude, it was everything it was supposed to be and, and more. Like, it's gold, like you said, gold, gorgeous, like gold and like honey, like super terpy. Like, do you do a, uh, when you make rosin, do you do a uh, cold cure? Or what's your process of, of when you press rosin? How do you usually go about it? <laughs> so, uh, I harvest my plant. Like I said, I'm, I'm one of the ones I'll, uh, I'll harvest, I'll dry, I'll cure my jars uh, with my hygrometers, and I'll, I'll just kind of pick out of my stock there, right? I'm a joint guy, so I like I like smoking joints. It's just my thing. But I love rosin too, right? So I'll pluck out like a quarter or something at a time, and I'll press that at a time. <clears throat> That'll usually net me, you know, two grams, two and a half sometimes. And then you just keep that until it, you're good and you press something else, so you're always making fresh, basically. Yeah, yeah, and, and I could pick whichever flavor. Like, you know, I've got different strains and different jars. And yeah. Anyway, that helps me stretch my flour out a little bit that way. But uh, right after I press, and, and 
generally i'll aim for around the 200 degree mark uh this this runts came out at 185 I did 185 for 60 seconds came out golden blonde uh put it in a little dab saucer and i throw it in the fridge and i let it sit at least 24 hours in the fridge before i whip it and start dabbing on it so you're doing it you're basically just a, a shorter cold cure yeah i do i ba- i let mine sit sometimes i almost let mine you know how it'll oxidize sometimes it goes from being like the more like shatter looking stuff to you let it sit for a day and it starts to get more like i would say more of an opaque like almost like play-doh like play-doh type look to it you know what i mean and then I, I put mine in the refrigerator for usually like 48 hours, but I'm also pressing the whole plant immediately. I chop mine. My process is I will chop mine. I let it hang dry. I let the whole plant hang dry. And then as soon as it's dry, I will, I do a pretty, I'm not saying I don't do the best trim on them. I'm leaving a lot of my sugar leaves that are, that are, you know, crystally and everything. I'll leave them right on. I do a really yeah. kind of rough trim, and there's nothing wrong with that, man. I yeah, that's trichomes. That's that's uh, cannabinoids, you know. And you're, yeah, and you're after pressing. talking to my buddy, he he's really into a lot of podcasts and everything. It, it's more of a full melt aspect, you know, where like you said, the yeah. cannabinoids, different aspects of cannabinoids come from different parts of the plant. So, like I said, I I just mostly knock off all the big or anything that may have yellowed on me or gotten a little bit dead. I like to knock those off and just kind of give it a little once over. So I'm not doing anything crazy. Actually, I've been, I just bought one of those trim bags and I'm yet to use it. So I'm maybe thinking that for what I really need it for, that would do a decent enough job where I could save a little bit of time that way, you know? For sure. I've, um, I've never actually tried one of those myself, but I've heard good and bad things about it, I guess. Uh, yeah, me too. And, and I hear what it I hear it busts your your trichomes, but at the same time, I heard that it doesn't. So, yeah, I've heard good and bad things. Also, I figured you want to know what? Let me give it a try real quick, so I can see, you know, if if it worked for me. Because, like, it doesn't take me long. I'm honestly, I think I've kind of maxed out my lights in my tent of what I get per plant. I usually get around a hundred a hundred and eighty grams lately is what I've been getting per plant. So it's around just over six dips. So I will literally, I, like I said, I just rough trim. Then everything I put into one of my trim bins and I take a, just some pruning shears and I cut it all into pieces. And, and then I weigh out seven gram pucks right away, make a ton of pucks. And I just do a big press. I, I just have a smaller three by five, but I put double in there. So I do 14 grams at a time and I run the whole thing. Right on. Yeah, that's the way I've done it. So I'm learning still too. It's all like you said, it's a learning process. I'm I'm not mastered by any means, any any hash yet. I, I, I've done hash a bunch of times. I just can't seem. I don't know if I'm not. I don't have right hash plants that don't have big enough heads that are. I think I what I I think I know what I messed up, but I, I still can't seem to get it right. How about you? Well, you know. I was just thinking, you know, so just to back up a sec so that all of our listeners really, if there's any of you out there that don't catch all that technical lingo, uh, rosin is, is literally your cannabis oils, your cannabinoids and plant fats inside the flower. And what we're talking about is actually pressing all that juicy goodness out of the flower, removing it from the flower to make our own concentrates. 
Yeah, basically what you're doing is getting rid of all the kind of flower material, you know, the... I mean, like I look at it as, as kind of a way you're just kind of like purifying it a little bit more, like you said, and concentrating it. Sure. It's it's a uh, it's becoming ever and ever more popular these days. If you look, a lot of a lot of breeders are specifically breeding autos now to be good hash plants and good plants that will hash well, so people can keep turning it over. If you look at actually like our, our biggest sponsor, Atlas Seeds, they say the future of cannabis for them is producing good hash and you know solventless auto flowers that's where their business is actually going yeah dude anything you grow from those guys is absolute monsters hash hash dumpers man i did fruit by the foot and i know wow that's that's a wow and i'm super pumped right now i'm actually I just popped. It's on day 14 grease gun because that, that's supposed to be their biggest dumper of their autos so far, you know, with the name. So I'm really pumped to see what that one will do. But Fruit by the Foot and GMO was another one. GMO was another dumper. Like everything from theirs has been really, really impressive. Because, you know, they don't, you don't see them get attention. Like it's some of the big name, bre- you know, you see all the bigger name breeders tagged all the time, but they're one of my top four to be honest i love their stuff it's it's insane this is liam with atlas seed proud sponsor of the autoflower review for direct access to the best of the best of our genetic library check out our breeder selection marketplace at www.atlasseed.com now to the review so speaking of that uh what my game plan as of right now is uh you know since uh, like i said i'm a flower guy I like joints so i do trim my bud pretty decently but i i, uh, I trim off a lot of that those sugar leaves and those crow's feet and i'll save those especially any of those sugar leaves that that i've grown out especially if it's a good strain of course it's covered in sugar leaves right but uh, i'll actually put all that in a bag and put it in the freezer and i'm freezing that and when i get enough i want to wash it and uh, actually do like hash rosin with with whatever washes off of that yeah that's, that's i mean i tried the dry sifting but I, I honestly i haven't really liked the uh the taste of the rosin i've got from my dry sift i don't know if that's too much because i'm it's more of like a salad it's all my strings combined you know or what i'm doing wrong but i haven't mastered that one yet either flower rosin i, I what got color that. did it come out it came out gorgeous it was golden you know like a darker like, golden, but it was like golden, you know, the golden yellow and stuff like that. But it just didn't have a great taste. I don't know. It, it wasn't impressed. Your um, your hash, uh, your dry, your dry sift when it came out was it? Did it have any green to it? I'm no, just wondering it, if... it was no. I didn't have too much plant material. I know what you're saying. Like maybe I shook it too hard. No, I didn't. I don't think because that's what I did the first time. I I did true. You know, like like that's definitely what I did the first time. This the second time, not as much. No, definitely not as much. But I just like I I think also I, I've been very impressed because I think the first couple of times I've used too many bags and my yield per you know per you per different separation was was not significant enough to really press. You you know what I mean? Yeah, I. Uh... I don't know, man. Every time I've ever gotten hash rosin, that's kind of like the cream of the crop, in my opinion. But the thing, well, let me thing ask you, is, was it full melt? 
Well, I mean, it was, uh, it's water hash, right? So they're, they're doing, it's not dry sifts. They're doing water hash and then pressing that. And so what foam out would be is for anybody who doesn't do or is in the rosin or everything. When you make your own hash rosin or water bubble hash rosin, as we're talking about here, you would wash, take all your, your, buds that you have previously thrown in the freezer what everybody likes now is is obviously solventless rosin because that you're not using any chemicals to strip your cannabis thc cannabinoids off the plant off the plant material so you would put your frozen material in a bucket of cold water with a bunch of ice and agitate it for 15 to 10 minutes knocking all the trichome heads and freezing them off of the plant and it would filter down through different micron bags and what everybody is now going towards is full melt which basically gives you a combination of all the different separations so you're getting the full expression of the plant that's where it's, it seems to be going and i and i can't blame it because it's the but it's it's the most flavor you can get it's the most to me like what we're doing and i'm doing with flower rosin I feel like you get the best of expression of the plant taste-wise in what you are actually smoking. I feel like you get actually almost you can taste what the the flower actually smells like way more than when you just smoke a flower or I think you can speak to that too. Oh yeah, I mean like uh, it, the runts for instance, man, like if I smoke a joint of it and then I I take a dab of rosin like it's it's like a, the exact flavor. It's like what yeah. you smell, that is like the flavor that you get off of those dabs. And it's like, it's what you said, it's the best expression that you can put out there of that particular plant. And for me, with growing my own and being able to kind of, you know, smell it up along the whole way and, and see it develop. And then at the end, you smell it, and you're like, wow, I really can't wait to try this. And, and, you know, and I've done that when I just was smoking flowers. And sometimes I, I, I feel like more times than not, I felt like I was disappointed in what the end outcome was yeah. of the flavor I, like, I was getting. I liked it, like, but I wasn't over like, I wasn't like, wow, that tastes exactly like it smelled. Right. You know, I mean, do you feel the same way? Well, like I said, I, I really like, you know, hash rosin myself. The problem is, is that being a home grower, it's, it's really hard to be able to produce enough flour to, to really press hash rosin like that. So I just, I, I prefer flour rosin anyway, uh, as far as my home grow goes, cause it's not burning through at all, you know, having to, to wash it first and then get your dabs off of that. So I completely agree. I, that's the same exact way I kind of feel. I've tried the, the hash rosin, I think as a home grower, if somebody were to want to get into rosin, your easiest, best way would be to definitely just grow your own flower and then invest. You could even, I mean, do people even, and even if you want to try and see people out there want to try and see what it's like, you can literally take one of your nugs that you've grown, take a piece of parchment paper, put it in between it and use a hair straightener, heat it up and press that bud in between and the, the parchment paper in between that uh, hair straightener. Give it, I don't know, what would you say, KJ, maybe 30 seconds? At something yeah, like that, I mean, like a if, hair straightener. If that, if that, if you start seeing it bubble, it's done. Done. Yeah, you take it out and then just take the butt out of the middle and everything. Just collect the rest and you're good to go. Yep. 
I mean, it's that's not very hard to make. Be careful because once once you get your first uh, once you get your first taste, yeah, you might not go back. <laughs> I'll tell you what, like I said, I don't like uh, how many how many tents do you run right now? Three. Ah. I got three three tents. Same with me. But I do a continuous grow almost. I do a perpetual grow um, where I'm where I'm harvesting like only one to two plants though at a time. So how how often are you harvesting one to two plants? At least once a month. I'm on a schedule right now where I'm get I'm doing six to eight every twenty five to thirty days usually. With a four by four, a five by three, and a two by three by two. But I start everything in by two by three by two. Just with seedlings up to twenty, you know, twenty twenty five days, and then it goes in one of my two other tents to finish them out. It's kind of how I've been doing it. It's been working really well. Like when I started growing, I said, "Listen, if I'm going to start doing this, I want to do it so I can cut the cord from having to buy, you know, dabs from." locally around here and everything and i finally have been able to achieve it and now i have a decent enough stockpile where i feel like i could survive for a little bit if something were to happen yeah like like i was talking about uh, to have the supply uh you know for for pressing rosin that's that's a hell of a grow you have going yeah it's so. a commitment like you said though a lot of people i think would be really <laughs> like would I don't think a lot of people would be as uh, okay with smashing a whole plant when they see those gorgeous nugs and I I mean it is hard don't get me wrong just take I mean some of those gorgeous top colas I've grown I literally take immediately and take a pair of shears to them and cut them apart but when you get the stuff in the jar it's worth it right right I mean I'm gonna try some Star Spangled Banner right now again from Daz from Night Owl and this one was outstanding well after you take your dab uh, let's talk some about your grow tell us about that about your setup sure. uh, what kind of soil sure. you use and no problem no dude I gotta try some of that runs I haven't grown any runs yet what strain was yours from uh, Barney's Farm Barney's Auto uh, I heard that's a good one it was fantastic. I got like uh, I think it was like three hundred and ten grams off of it. Dried. Oh, holy cow! That's a monster. Hell yeah, dude! It was. It, I, I've. <laughs> I have to admit, I'm saving the best for last. I've been taking all the tops that I find as I go through the bag, and I put them in a separate jar because these tops are, man, they're like as big around <laughs> as like a, a baseball. <laughs> did you um? Did you chop the whole thing at once? Was it all done at once? Oh yeah, it's all done at once, man. Uh, That's impressive. Sure, I have to look at my my catalog, but I want to say it was done in under ninety days. I want to say it was like seventy six or eighty, maybe, and it was done. Wow! And it's that big. Holy cow! Yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's uh, as far as terpenes. <clears throat> I mean, the uh, best description I could give is it's like. Uh, <clears throat> fruity pebbles oh god wow yeah i should try that one for sure that sounds incredible and it seems to be well-rounded for just about everything yeah that's that's a nice it's just a nice overall good smoke huh yeah it's good good hybrid 
The Autoflower Review uses Dynomyco in every single grow. Great for soil, cocoa, and other growing media. Check out their products at www.dynomyco.com or search Amazon. Many thanks to Dynomyco for sponsoring the Autoflower Review. Check out our Instagram to see Dynomyco in action. Now, back to the review. Oh, you want to talk about my grow a little bit here? I'll tell you guys what I got going on. Yeah, yeah, lay it on us. So, I have a 4x4 and a five it's i call it a five by three but actually it's a five by like two and a half that i use for my two finishing tents and then like i was saying before i have a two by three by two that i use for my seedlings everything gets started in there up to 20 depending on how they're growing and everything 20 to 25 days before i swap it over to one of my two finishing tents i just got done with everything in my five by three um both tents, all of my tents, I run the same lights. I run, I mean, people probably laugh. I run the grow planner, the cheap, I run cheap grow planners. They're not, they don't look like they're too cheap, but I run the 150 watt modular style. So I can always add and subtract when I want. And in my five by three, I did an array. So I kind of spaced them out and I realized with my power meter, I get way better readings doing that than I do if I just stack them all together. So I think I'm going to swap my 4x4 over to that um, array style also. Each tent has six 100. It's going to seem like a lot too. Each tent has six 150 watts. So in each tent, I'm running 900 watts. Yeah, that's putting down some sunlight. Yeah, it is. But I, I don't. I try not to run them at 100%. I try to run them at like, you know, 75 to maybe 80 and kick them up um i try not to push mine all the way because i've i've read a lot a lot of places that they last a lot longer in both times what what do you do for uh temperature uh heat how do you get rid of the heat uh both i actually um i have the one the vivo sun i have a vivo sun tent i'm not a firm believer in and i never really have that you need to spend a lot of money on the actual tent tent itself because you don't really gain too much. It's not helping your grow really any by buying an expensive tent. They are nice. They are a lot thicker. But take, for example, this Zazzy, this 4x4 Zazzy I have. It's one of those. You ever seen the cube roof ones? Because I'm in a basement here in the New, in, uh, up in New York City. So the one that slants in like an actual roof. I have that one. I paid like 35 bucks for this on Amazon Prime Days. And it just scoots right along. I'll tell you the main difference that I find and really what you pay for whenever you're buying a tent, it seems to be the craftsmanship. And stuff. I'm knowing that, yeah. Your stitches and such, like if you're constantly opening it several times a day, you're going to want a, you know, something with a good stitching on it. Where yeah. if, if, if you're a set it and forget it type of grower, then you just, you could get something cheap, you know, it's fine. Yeah, without a doubt. I'm hopefully, I'm switching over to more set of forget it. I was, in the beginning, I liked to be in more hands-on, but now with all these tents, I'm actually about to put in my, a floor flex system in, in both tents, which is automatic top, but a top feed system, not your traditional like auto pot type thing. I grow in cocoa. Um, I found cocoa for me 
I felt like when I was growing with soil, sometimes I was growing blind, if I could say it and put it anyway. I felt like I never knew what was really going on inside to be able to fix anything. So I, I felt with cocoa, with being able to flush things and, and take, you know, like accurate, me- you know, measurements and being able to flush stuff and then being able to start over fresh worked better for me. So I grow in cocoa. I use advanced nutrients. I use their whole line which I'm sure everybody probably knows. It's the one where you go into hydro stores that they have a bunch of bottles of. But I use their cocoa line specific, which I it's nice because you don't have to worry about the kale mag and, and anything extra that you have to add. Um, I use the connoisseur cocoa with all their additives and everything. I will say it is a lot to buy. I may be looking to maybe go into something else. Honestly, like, how many, KJ, how many bottles of nutrients do you have that you use? Well, I, uh, I do both. I like doing organic out in my greenhouse and outdoor. And then for indoor, just to keep it clean. And just because that's one of the ways I learned to grow it with one of the commercial guys is with salt. I, uh, I actually run uh, General Hydro. So I run their three-part flora series, and I use additives of uh, Botanicare, uh, such as their CalMag, their Silica, and their Sweet Raw. And then I usually, in flour, I'll top them up with some ter- uh, Terpinator. And you use Terpinator too? Yeah, that's that's what blew that runs up, man. Like it it does the trick. It, that's that's my formula, and I just keep them running on that with uh, cocoa. I actually use the uh, two per. I'm a two per fan from uh, Royal Gold Soil. That's oh, uh, fantastic. You grow in cocoa then too, huh? Yep, my in, my indoors in cocoa uh, with that's that's my secret recipe. I fully like gave it to you basically. Yeah, I mean that's my <laughs> secret recipe. If anybody wants to know it too, it's cocoa, and I use the that stuff the. Uh, the advanced nutrients it's not i mean why are you what are you using for your like your microsia like in the beginning anything for the roots oh dynamico dynamico yeah yeah yeah. we hit it we hit it with dynamico and i am i've like i've told uh some of the other team members i'm a uh the trust in the soil like trust the process i put the seed directly into its final pot i'll put some water on the top i cover it with a dome and i just leave it do you know uh to be honest with you, dude, I'm still experimenting with that. Like, I still go some straight to some to soil. I soak some. I do the, the paper towel, dude. I transplant some. Like, dude, I'm I'm kind of still kicking around ideas with that, to be honest. Have you ever tried DWC? Deep water culture? No, never. Oh, man. So, I uh, I actually, full disclosure, I haven't either. But I have the setup for one. I actually have a hydro bucket set up that I got from the Autoflower Cup uh, 21. So basically you can run. Yeah, I think you can. There's ways to do it organically, too, I've heard. But uh, our, basically our salts run. Uh, that the, My recipe, your recipe will both work. And you just run it in a five-gallon bucket of water, basically, uh, with an air stone in the bottom. It's constantly feeding the roots oxygen. They're constantly getting their nutrients from, you know, your your mixture. And, like, once a week, you change the water out, and you have to add water to it because, of course, they're drinking it the whole time. And DWC is known to produce some absolute monsters. 
I mean, let me ask you this. Do you feel like for you, uh, with smoking, more, you know, more smoking more flour, do you feel like the quality goes down after you get out of like the six to seven ounce per plant range? Or do you feel like it still stays pretty good? No, I would say it probably stays, it generally stays the same. It's really the terpenes that you begin to lose. Like if, if you let, it, it, when you get to that big, like they're so close to the light, you're you're trying to let them finish because they they it seems like they they never stop growing. Yeah, so you're just like okay, stop growing so you can finish, and the terpenes will end up going because it's just, just it gets a little warmer. They sit a little longer. That's about it. Yeah, for me, I noticed too. Like it just if when you get one of those bigger ones too you tend to get more of the the littles and the you know the, the undesirable stuff that's it's underneath because it just is it's so covered up you know i i prefer i mean yeah. i tend to get for me i don't know and i don't know if it's something i'm doing and i have a lot of people ask me how i'm doing it i don't know i don't know what it is I don't know if it's the nutrients or something but i seem to just get branches that are just all this one cola like, dude, I don't, I don't know why, but I don't tend to get, like, if, when you really look at my plants, and I don't know what I'm doing, it's, like, I don't get, like, the buds that normal people do, like, in sites, it just, all, it's, like, my whole branch always just turns into one bud, and it's not something I really prefer, to be honest. You're, so you mean, it's, it's like, spear-like? Dude, I get more like, like, yeah, I get just like, everything's just like one main, like a big bot. Like, and my buddies are always like, how do you do that? And I'm like, Dude, I, I honestly don't know. I don't know if it's because I defoliate a lot or like, I, honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't even tell you what it is. But if you look at any of my pictures of my plants, you'll know, you'll see, if you go back and look at them. It just well, looks like, and I don't know. I, it's not something, like I said, I generally prefer, like, my favorite grows have actually been ones that haven't been like that, like my Star Spangled Banner and the Grape Ape I just finished that are more traditional where you have, you know, individual sites, like a sativa type style more than a, a indica than I would, I guess I'm saying. Maybe I'm just growing very indica heavy strains or something. I don't know. Well, yeah, your uh, your plants look like they, they stack is what it is. And I mean, it seems to me that you just have your grow dialed in, dude. Like, well, I appreciate it, man. I don't know if I'm, what I'm doing it. Just, uh, just they stack up really nice. I've noticed that. And I, I wish I could get away from it a little bit more, though, to tell you to be honest. Oh, I don't think you're going to be able to because you've got the sunlight pumping in those tents like you were talking about your lights going. You've got your nutrients dialed in. So you're just growing big, fertile, big, beautiful, budded plants, man. Like, that's a good thing. It is, but dude, I think I honestly, whatever I do, it caused me to get that Hermie in my last time, my last run, and that was not a... You want to know what? For me, personally, it doesn't really matter because I'm pressing, right? Like, but for the majority of people, that would be a disaster. So I just would chop up and I just chopped up my plants and anything that came out. I kept the seeds and stuff and to see what they were going to be. Not that I would ever, you know, consider wanting to try to breed them probably. But I, I did try, like I said, I'm trying the experiment. I got two, two in one pot and I'm seeing how that goes. Maybe we have a listener out there that could uh, clue us in on, on if there's a thing is too much light. Cause I mean, your plants are growing great, but. Like I said, I, I want to keep them, I think, around where I am because 
like you said, if for me too, especially with pressing, I don't want to lose those terpenes because that's what gives you that good flavor, especially when you're pressing it to get all that flavor. Absolutely, you have some great looking plants, man. They're uh, very frosty, so it's, it's it's obvious why you why you love your rosin, man. That's yeah, I appreciate it. I try to stick to the the, the people uh, who tend to always have something about rosin on their plants. Mephisto, night owl, they seem to be the ones that kind of even like it's nice that night owl actually has a, a section about the descriptions about you know what they'll get what you'll get from the, the concentrate portion of their plants. So. Everybody seems, like I said, to hopefully be going a little bit towards that way, which I don't mind. Man, have you uh, have you ever grown blackstrap from gnome? I gnome have. Aromatics? I have. Did you get the one that was super, like, mercine, uh, moss, like river moss? and? No, dirt. no, I didn't. Did you? Yes, I did. Let me ask you this. How did yours turn out? Fantastic. I don't remember the weight. It was, it was, there was some big, nice, big old buds. Uh, it wasn't in the 300 range, but it was, it was getting up there. And the terpenes was just something I've never smelled before ever, man. It was, it was literally river, like fresh river moss and like the smell of, of, of the dirt on a, you know, a morning hike. Wow. That's incredible. To be honest with you, my uh, black strap didn't come out very great. It was it was a nice big plant. It was a gorgeous looking plant, but mine just I don't know. Did yours was yours a little like larfy, really stringy? Not on my black strap, but I did grow an ace of spades from him, mm-hmm. uh, which was a collab between him and I think Kyle Cushman. And that one came out super larfy, but it was a hash plant with some crazy terps. See, mine was really, really larfy, but for some reason, my black strap really lacked any frost or anything. So when I went to press it, I really didn't get anything out of it. So I ended up aborting that. I, cause it, that's... Did you have any issues with it when you were growing it? or? No, it was a gorgeous, like gorgeous looking, but... On the flip side of that, I did do Mothman, which Mothman was super, like, basically, I just, to me, Mothman was a later, it, my Mothman turned purple a lot later than my Blackstrap did, but it got, it got just as purple and was an awesome looking plant also at the end, but it was probably three or four times as frosty, like a gorgeous, nice, and, and I pressed that and that was really good, really good flavor. It wasn't, I didn't get any of that, and that's, that's a lot, I think Mothman and Aces and Blackstrap have a lot in common, if I'm not wrong, right? I think so. A lot Both of have Anvil. Up. Yeah, I'll have that Anvil in it. Anvil, yeah. He runs with the gym, uh, he has a lot of stuff in gym. I think now he's working a lot with methane, which I haven't, uh, haven't had any experience with that one, but I hear it's good. I have that one also. I haven't grown it either. It's a cool looking plant. You don't know what, as far as plants and, and their appearance, he's got that, that dialed in. The, the bag appeal on his stuff is insane. I mean, the black strap, it was, it, it, it was like, you know, a lot of other ones, way that, that you see people, all these breeders show you pictures of and they're pretty, you know, you see like this purple. 
oh, man, that looks sweet, right? Like, oh, it's awesome looking. And you get a, you buy a pack of their seeds, you grow them all, and not one came out looking anything like it. I mean, I know there's different phenos and everything, but Blackstrap's one, to for me, like, you get what you see. It's going to be purple, and it's going to look awesome. Have you heard? Yeah. About this shit. This shit? It makes your yield go up 30%. 30%? And the turpies are legit. Uh, what the shit? The this shit. This shit. This shit. This shit. Everything you thought you knew. This shit. Put it out the window because you don't need this shit in your grow. In your grow. Oh, no. Don't have a no-no in your grow. Use fish shit soil conditioner. Visit them at www.fishheadfarms.com. Fish shit, fish shit, fish shit, fish shit. Everything you thought you knew, fish shit. Put it out the window, cause you don't need fish shit in your grow. In your grow. Oh, yeah. For sure, man. I, I actually I went to the Autoflower Cup and I uh, actually seen some of the, the weed that he had grown. I, I want to say it was Anvil. I, I don't don't quote me on that. I, I can't quite remember, but I just remember looking in the jar and it was this deep purple, purple weed with these super long orange hairs. And I was like, man, I need to grow this. And I ended up later on uh, just buying uh, Anvil, and I think I got a I got a couple more of his strains. Like I said, I, I grew the Ace of Spades as well. But uh, yeah, that black strap was amazing for me. So I don't know, man. Give it another shot, maybe. Oh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna grow it again, also. But you wanna know what? I my girlfriend really loves his really loves his strains and stuff. So unfortunately, I think I have almost every single one of his auto strains there is to grow. So I still got to get through them all. I actually, I have right now, as I just popped, it's day, this one's maybe on day seven. It was behind the other ones, like, because I had something happening going on. And, but I did the coal miners' cookies, the collab with uh, Daz at Night Owl. And I, I, I popped that one. This next tent um, I have going that I just actually is like most of them are on day 14, is the first one I've done that's actually got a variety of like a bunch of breeders i would say it's my top favorite four or five for sure i got night owl atlas um a festo rock bud um and i'm trying a fast buds this time oh uh, ethos ethos is is another great one ethos ethos Ethos, so i got night owl ethos Mephesto, Atlas. I forget what the hell the other was. What'd you get by Ethos? Um, I have, I have, dude, I have a, I have a bad addiction with seeds. <laughs> I guess I have, uh, I have a bunch of. I think we all have that. I think I have no, I especially Night Owl. I think I have, I think fifty-four strains from him. Trying to get them all. This his plants really. <laughs> I don't know why I have a bunch of ethos. I, but the one I'm growing right now is the sour apples. Uh, I know it's going to be good, dude. I did uh, planted of the grapes from ethos. It was another one of those 300 grammers, man. And, was it really? Uh, you're talking about dense, just sticky, sour grape smell. 
to these these just beautiful crystally nugs, man. It was it was good stuff. Anything ethos is good, man. I also did his amnesia haze, and you want to talk about some old school terps? Like I don't know that they were really genuine amnesia haze, but <laughs> his adaptation to it uh, in auto form was fantastic, and it had great structure as well. Spot on, huh? No, dude, I have dude all his stuff that I have ever grown. He is he is one of my top three or four, like I said to him. Them Night Owl, Mephesto, and Atlas, they're all great, like all those guys. But his stuff, if you go to if you go actually, I mean not trying to plug anything here, but like Botanical Gardens in one place, they have for some reason he has a bunch of white label stuff that Colin, the breeder of Ethos, did for him that are autos that he doesn't have labeled anywhere else in his regular stuff. So there's like Chem Dog, like I just did Grape Ape, which was insane. Um, what else have I done for him? Everything has been awesome. Like everything is for him has been. Oh, this one that I just did this um, Silly Wonka, that Golden Beans, the uh, Sour D. Probably the best auto I've ever grown, to be honest. The, the most. The, the, this one for me, honestly, gave me the most resemblance of a photo period in auto flower form. It looked to me like it was a photo, like like a photo period plant. Very, very impressive. I mean, the, the, it was just so, so frosty. It was, it's insane. I mean, he really has done a good job. That's awesome, man. And to be honest, man, I mean, when you, a lot of people keep, you know, a lot of people are hesitant and, and really aren't, I don't know if they're just really old school, like just like photo period guys, which I get. It, it's, there's, 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 there's really cool benefits to each. But to me, if you look like how far auto flowers have came recently and like you were just saying, how good of interpretations they bring, you know, and you don't know how genuine it is. But what they're giving you and, and you know, the end, you know, appearance and smoke and, and flavor and, and everything is almost spot on to what you were looking to get out of it, right? right. So what they've been able to do in the auto flower form is, is to me, crazy. Yeah, like you just said, that fruit by the foot is... Phew. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah. So you said you had one by uh, 420 Fast Buds. Uh, I did their gorilla cookies. That was absolutely. Hey, that's the, the one best. I just started. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's fantastic, man. Absolutely love that one. That is one of their most popular ones. I believe it like won a cup or something. Yeah. And you, you want to know what they gave them out? Like a multiverse gave a bunch of them out. And like, I got two of them for free. So I'm like, I got to try this. I also have their purple lemon or their, what is it? Uh, banana purple punch. I also have that one that I haven't popped yet that I'm going to try. But you want to know what I was going to do? Maybe a theme grow where I did everybody's most purple strain and see how it came out. You know what oh, I mean? Like, boy, every, like, I can dude. compete with this pineapple muffin, man. This pineapple muffin from Humboldt. Yeah. Oh, dude. Like, it's so purple. It's like almost black. And it's really? not just on the buds, it's also on the leaves. So, like, the whole thing, the bud sites are like so dark. Yeah, Humboldt's been creeping their way up on my list really fast, too. Everything I've grown from them has been really good, too. Like I said, I, it, it really, now that I think you got these the bigger people like Atlas, Humboldt, and a lot of these bigger guys starting to not only just 
do auto flowers, but when you see these bigger guys start to shift their whole breeding operation towards that, you know what I mean? It's got to say something with where this is going, right? Right. right. I mean, to me, it's just like for me, I feel like doing autos gives me a lot more freedom to do whatever I want. Like I can just start one whenever I want. Like you said with your perpetual grow, you could start one whenever you want and be fine. Yep. You know what I mean? And, you start know, and depending on time. how you dial your, your grow in and how you, you work your calendar, as some of the old dudes used to say, you know, you, you can get an auto in under 90 days. So oh, that's... And some of these things, like my runs, still 70, 75, 80 days, somewhere in there. Like it's... That's incredible to get a half a pound of weed in that little amount of time. Dude, I that that the planet of uh, the grape ape I just grew from Ethos and finished. I was so impressed, dude. I had that thing grown, which from seed it gave me like six and a half, six and a half, seven ounces right in there, and I had that thing pressed in in a jar by seventy-five days. Like how? How can you beat that? Like, yeah, it, it's hard to compete with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know, I know, man. So speaking of, uh, so you said you're in New York. What is the status there now? I heard that, you know, you guys went legal. Like, what's the, what's on the books? Like, what's the rules? So right now, dude, it's like, it's um, recreational legal. So you're not, nobody has to worry about getting busted for anything. However, I don't, necessarily know too much about the growing thing i kind of just roll with it i i do know it, you're supposed to be able to grow at home within uh, like i think it's like three months from now i believe um so we're legal but it's been legal for a while but we really don't have any dispensaries around here yet so like i kind of mentioned to you there's no dispensaries local to me here in buffalo area I know there is a couple that just opened in New York City and a couple, one or other two throughout the other parts of the state that aren't in New York City area. So like we were talking to before, now it seems to be a, a business that the Indian reservations have taken up. And around here, there's a reservation right near me and it's they're everywhere. I'll tell you that. Yeah, live rosin these days, which we talked about, is just a form of hash run like bubble hash making from bubble hash to just basically making bubble hash then turning around and taking that and pressing that and making what's called live rosin that can get expensive i know um around here basically kind of the same thing dude like to be honest with you we have delivery services around here now where we can just go on websites and order something and it comes to our door within an hour or two we also have, I forgot to mention, dude, we have, so instead of, which this is just New York State, I guess, and this is just how stupid things are. So because it's legal recreationally now, right, but there are not any dispensaries around here, there's basically like this, I don't even know what we would call it. I guess it's just a, a, like a rogue industry, which we call sticker shops, right? And they're basically everywhere now, which it's basically a dispensary kind of but you don't basically buy the bud or or any you know type of rosin or anything like that you basically go and you, you buy the sticker you make a donation for the sticker and then they give you 
the rosin or whatever. But like you said, it, uh, here it's like it's legal, but it's unregulated. So, oh, you know, nothing yet. No testing yet, which really you know bothers me because you know I'll go into these places and I, I've been into them just looking around and stuff, and you'll see they're selling carts. You know, like. Distillate carts for twenty bucks, you know. And I, I look. You, you go and you look them up. Like the one time, the last one I was in, they had one of the cookies ones for twenty bucks. And anybody who knows anything about, you know, growing weed or anything knows cookies stuff is not going to be twenty twenty dollars for a two gram cart or whatever it was. You know what I mean? So you look it up, and uh, you know they're fake, and it's like, well, what am I, you know, what am I smoking and this and that? So I'm really happy I started just doing my own thing now, because as much as the legal thing is around here is awesome, because it, it, it dropped the price so much. The reason I think it dropped the price so much is everything we're getting, people are selling around here mostly is PGRs and stuff like that. That Man. you know, you know what I mean. Unfortunately, I think that's the the flip side the downside to what's you know what i mean like and i don't i you want to know what and before i really started growing i didn't really even recognize it right because the money for me was more of a thing right like not even the money but we didn't i didn't even know who had the good like before the even these sticker shops like where would i even go to get stuff that wasn't like that right and now you see um shit well that's probably what i've been smoking now for quite a while up until i started growing my own and i'll tell you what when i started pressing my own rosin and everything it was an immediate like difference i wasn't coughing anymore i no longer had that crappy burn in my my throat after that like was irritating you know what i mean like feels like your throat's on fire and everything it's just so much it, it, it it's almost like you can tell there's not something in it it's 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 strange tell, it's it's very what's up guys this is mike from the review just want to tell you about atlantis hydroponics we've been using these guys for years now they uh, have been based in atlanta since 1998 they have pretty much anything and everything you could possibly need regarding your grow they have a very knowledgeable staff that's ready to answer any questions you might have. They have a great selection of nutrients, lights, fans, carbon filters, and pretty much everything else. And for those of you that aren't near the Atlanta area, you can experience the same great level of service at AtlantisHydroponics.com. It's, it's relieving, though, to now know that, you know, I'm not no longer putting any shit in my body. You know, like, it's all good stuff. Yeah, well, you know, New York seems to be that it's, you know, it's in its infancy of, of uh, legalization. So that's got how it was out here on the West Coast, man. Uh, when it, it first went legal, it was just, it's always that way. Like even in Oklahoma, it's the same thing. It's the Wild West for a little while until the, the politics kind of sort themselves out and they figure out what they're going to do. Uh, you know, it, it was the same way here. It, it was you could you could grow some medical patients could grow it take it to a dispensary sell it to the dispensary and they could sell it to other medical patients and that was how it kind of like started out and then it went recreational and yada 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 and now they have a whole system where like you have to 
you know, there's three tiers. You, you have a grower, you have a, a processor, and then you have retail. And you can't hold all three of them. You can be a grower and a processor, um, but you can't have a retail shop, right? So it kind of separates everybody. Uh, and a grower can grow, of course. Processor buys the weed, turns it into joints, turns it into dabs or whatever, and then sells that to the retail store. So kind of, they, they, they get everything set up. It just takes time, man. And uh, what I would say is watch your, you know, politics. Like watch, watch your, what they're doing about it. To be honest, bro, I think to be, this is, this is just my opinion. Dude, the, the, for them to make voted for us to go legal recreational, dude, I think it was almost, it was a rash decision that was during COVID because New York State was putting so much money. And it was a way for us to get out of debt, to be honest with you. It would have been on the books for a while, dude, and it kept on getting shut down, shut down, shut down. And Como kept saying at the time that he was going to get it done. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, and everybody vowed they wouldn't like, you know, this and that. And all of a sudden, COVID came and New York State was in all this debt. And all of a sudden, nobody even heard about it. That's why it was really suspicious. It wasn't like, oh, the vote, you know what I mean? It was just all of a sudden, it came on the news one day that they approved it. And it was like, okay, sweet. Like, awesome you know what i mean it was kind of just i urge everybody to get involved man like yeah. you know i don't i don't know it's of course it's different everywhere but here we can actually get online like a zoom meeting type of thing and participate in the bill hearings of senate and like our committee meetings and such uh here in olympia in the capital and we can actually weigh in you know uh, we don't have to actually make that drive anymore we can weigh in on our state's politics and that's something that i'm sure that new york does some kind of way so maybe figure out how to do that that way you can always weigh in on those cannabis bills and help sway things for the better you know everything that you buy here if, if anyone comes to washington you know vacation whatever moves here what have you and they go to a dispensary all of our stuff's pre-packaged hey, you know even for medical patients it's all pre-packaged and and before it can even be sold everything's tracked in a system right so from the time it's grown to the time it's sold it has a barcode and that barcode tracks everything it even tracks it to the lab which has a, a you know a full list of like chemicals that can't be used in the growing process um, it can't have too much moisture in it. It it can't. It has to be free of debris. You know, it's got all these tests. Of can't course, be, it comes it can't back. Have certain things in it, right? Right, and it comes back with your terpene profile, and of course your your cannabinoid profile, and that's that's on every single batch of weed that gets sold recreationally in a retail store here. So, like you said, it's a way for them to track it for. It's a, it's a way for them to track that for both you know, your benefit right. and theirs. They also want their cut. You know what I mean? They don't want anybody right. doing it like as much as they, they as much as they can't do anything. They probably hate that the Indians are doing what they're doing. Well, I mean, it is what it is. You know, it what is, man. Like I said, <laughs> but it's it's moving in the right direction. So, you know, it's, it's finally still a work in progress here. It's not perfect here either. We're still working on it. We're still, you know, trying to get everything perfected. It's not, it's not perfect anywhere, really. I don't think, but uh, for sure, at least get everything, get everyone some safe medicine. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's like I said, it's cool that it's opened up uh, people being able to grow their own medicine too. You know what I mean, and stuff like that to a whole wider, you know, range of people. So. They don't have to get, you know, if they don't want to, they put in a little bit of time. And now it's like, you know, like we said, with autos, they make it pretty easy for people to learn how to kind of make their own. 
Well, sounds Definitely. like you guys are headed in the right direction, and like I said, yeah, it is, man. Like I said, all good stuff. That's, that's some that's some stuff. Plus, you you already know what you're doing, so you may have your foot in the door to to help guide it along. I know they they want their cut um, here, and we we pay taxes on. It. I think it's like a 37 percent tax if you're not a medical patient, and that pays for our schools. It it helps pay for like our. Uh, our insurance or state insurance program like medicaid it, it helps pad our general fund all kinds of stuff man so it it can be a good thing and if that's what it takes you know yeah i mean and honestly not even you know what not even just that aspect of it but i've met a lot of cool people locally that have been into this i actually had a group of guys that i talked to like we have a three-way chat going we all grow autos we kind of all do the same thing they actually got both of them into rising big time now where they both press and everything. And um, they, uh, it's, it's like I said, even me and the new guys and none of us, you want to know what too? There's so many different ways to skin a cat because it's so different. Like they say, it's so cool because we all, none of, no three of us grow the same way. All, you know, like my one buddy Russ up here, he really doesn't have time to, you know, because he just had twins and everything. So he doesn't have time too much to put into, you know, uh, the, you know, uh, watering and stuff of plants. So he found what works best for him is the auto pots and the grow dots. Another one of our sponsors, he swears by just auto pots and grow dots. And he, his plants are monsters too, with just that combination. And like I said, another one of our sponsors, he says, and another thing I also use from one of them is the, the recharge. I either use recharge and I didn't. Have you ever tried that microbes? There were another one. Oh yeah, yeah. Was also uh, my, microbes. Or my, yeah, microbes. That one other one, yeah. dude. I've been using them lately, and I'm honestly, I'm just as impressed with them. And I, I do. You, do you give your plants a break like that once a week or something? Um. Well, I, I generally just follow us my general feeding schedule but uh yeah microbes are definitely important like all the way around just like your yeah, mycelium is important especially during seedling phase it's super important super super yeah i've just been i've been doing those the recharge or the, the microbes the other one i've been doing those once a week and i just it kind of gives the plants also for me with using salts you know a chance to flush everything out and get the roots clean and, and get some microbes in there and everything to get things re-going again so i can make sure they're uptaking and I think that helps me a lot also is just making sure that you're always, I don't want to check every time, but I literally, I, I check my runoff. I would say probably once every four, three or four waterings, just to make sure, you know, I'm not getting too crazy high or anything like that. And that's a, another reason I think I really benefit from using uh, cocoa and that aspect, you know, cause especially for new growers, a lot of people would be, you know, who are really heavy handed with watering and stuff like that. It's very easy, especially day one through 14 to get, you know, have these things go south. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Doesn't take well, long as I'm sure, you know. Yep. I've, uh, I've, I've had accidents before. For <laughs> we all have it. It happens. Getting too hot. Yep. Oh, so at this part of the show, man, I, I got a couple of questions. We ask everybody. Sure. Um, Say you met someone that's just now becoming a medical grower. They're brand new. And what advice would you give them as far as becoming a grower, what to do, how to do it? What advice would I give them? 
I would probably tell them, you know, what I did in the beginning. I I went out and I, I forget who the author is, but I, if you're looking to grow, grow autos or whatever, I bought a book and I started reading on it. And to be honest, trial and error for me is what kind of work. I took what I had learned from reading my book on, on growing autos and everything, and I kind of took a little bit of advice I heard here and there. And I kind of just applied it to my own way and kind of made my own things work versus I, the one thing, like, I guess the one piece of advice I could say would be to stick to one thing. Don't don't get sidetracked and, and don't be listening to too many different aspects of it. That's what I did. And, and if you don't think you're doing enough, you are. Don't worry. Don't overdo it too much in the first, like we were saying, day one through seven. Do not you have too heavy of a hand of watering or anything like that because they're very susceptible to getting, you know, too much water and then you just kill them. Right on. Now, on the flip side, now you can answer this as best as possible. I know you guys are kind of still new to it, but uh, yeah. <clears throat> What advice would you give to the commercial guys making weed, like selling recreationally? To just not, like, I guess one piece of advice I would give them is just to not get, I guess, too big and not to, like, just just listen to your growers. They know what's good and keep the testing going. You know, that's one piece of advice I can give them. Just keep the testing going. Because it's when you get stuff that, you know, people released it. And I get it. Like, everybody wants it. And you got to cash in. They got to cash in their craze to some point. But just keep the testing going and stuff like that. So we can make sure and, and try to use a variety of genetics. Because I feel like things have gotten to one point. So, you know, runs, cookies, and, and, and you know what I mean? And, and down, like, so narrow of a path sometimes that... I'm still craving that like old school blueberry flavor that I used to get when I was in high school that I can't find anywhere. You know what I like? I'm still craving that, you know? So I would say just to, to keep mixing things up mostly. Keep, 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 keep exploring, you know, like, like I would say, keep mixing, keep exploring. And I like, you I get it. Everybody wants to exploit something when, when it's hot, and I would too. I'd want to have the latest and greatest things, but I always do. But to a point, and also just to keep it fresh. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Hey, bro. Thanks a million. I appreciate it for having me on. Yeah, anytime, man. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. I want to remind all our listeners that we have a 420 giveaway coming up soon, and this giveaway is huge. Uh, the grand prize is a three by three grow tent from AC Infinity. You got seeds, you got nutrients. I mean, the whole shebang. You're ready to grow. So you be sure to follow us closely uh, on Instagram. That's where you're gonna go to enter. Uh, there's there's a whole post put up over there about the giveaway. So go check that out. And remember to follow us, like us, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff on all the platforms wherever you listen to us at. And as always, grow for good.